Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And as we always say, for those who are in the L.A. area, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And everyone else, including all those right here in the absolutely beautiful, oh my gosh, there is sunlight, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. Producer Kaina has the chat room open. So if you'd like to log in there and listen in, if there's any questions, comments, or concerns, you could always type them in and she will make sure they get to me. I will also be logging into the chat room after the show for questions and comments. And if you want to reach me otherwise, you can do so through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. So as we start off, you know, another new year, we're all hitting the ground running, and, you know, I've got my super lotto ticket, it's up to $500 million now, and actually, I haven't looked at it yet for last night's numbers, because that way I can still kind of pretend for a while that I might have won it, and I was thinking about that, and thinking about the idea that one of the things that is more a part of our lives than really anything else is the fact that we're constantly making choices. And I chose to buy a lottery ticket, you know, just one, and to trust that, hey, maybe the universe will decide I win the cosmic Yahtzee. And, you know, I choose to embrace that, wow, that is possible. Because it's really important for us to be able to choose to embrace possibility. And I say choose to embrace possibility because for many it doesn't come naturally. It is actually something that needs to be made conscious because especially if you go along the idea of doing work to manifest things in your life, the first thing that has to happen is you have to believe that what you want to manifest is possible. And then there's the piece of well, I actually do deserve this. And I think overall, you know, I would be a pretty cool person to win a huge, obscene, large lottery. I'm even willing to share. Let other people win it too. So the idea is that, you know, was it wrong for me to buy a lottery ticket? And if I talk to some folks and kind of joke with them about it, they get very serious and, well, you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't buy a lottery ticket and da-da-da-da. And it's like, look, it's two bucks. Well, it's two bucks for the the Powerball. It's one buck for everything else pretty much. It's like, you know, I can invest that in. I make that choice, but I'm not attached to the outcome. If I were to win, well, wow, that would be tremendously cool. But I'm not attached to it. I don't have to win. It just would be nice. And so, therefore, if I make a choice to, you know, gamble $2 on a possibility that would be very cool, 
that's there's nothing wrong with my choosing that. And often it it could be even the most subtle choices. And there will always be someone who will come in and tell you that that choice was wrong. It could be out of the most well-meaning heart. It could be from, you know, the idea of, you know, good intention. But ultimately, it's somebody telling you that your choice is wrong. And I've been doing a lot of work and a lot of counseling with folks because it seems to be, you know, this seems to be a theme that I don't know if it's the beginning of the year, I don't know why, but there's a lot of folks who are very concerned about making a choice because it could be a wrong choice. Now, if I don't win the Super Lotto or, you know, the Powerball Lotto, then my choice only cost me $2. And out of that $2, I got a wonderful little bout of mental, you know, trips of, oh, gee, and if I won that, I would do this and I'd do that and I'd do that. So it gave me a little bit of stress relief thinking about what could be. But losing $2, that's okay. I'd be willing to pay for that. It's less than coffee at Starbucks. So by a lot. So And, and for the Starbucks people out there, nothing but love. So <laughs> the idea that what we choose and how we choose it and the reasons we choose it, those are ours. Those belong to each one of us. And, yes, there are some choices that I could say would probably be very bad choices. Putting a bag on your head and running out onto the freeway, I would say bad choice. That That is not something that anybody should do. If somebody decides to do it, and if they were to tell me about it, I would give them my opinion that, you know, that is really a bad idea. And I would do my best to talk them out of it that's really what they wanted to do for whatever reason. It's like, well, I can't physically prevent you from doing it, but understand there's going to be consequences. That is pretty extreme. Anything short of running out onto the freeway with a bag on your head, I would say is is kind of up to perspective on how right or wrong it could be. And if you really feel called for something, whether it's to change your jobs, whether it's to change your relationships, whether it's to, you know, up and move to another state or another country or or pursue something that most people say, it's like you really do not have an ability to be successful at this. Whatever it is, it is not a wrong choice. It is a choice maybe with risks or it is a choice where, you know what, if this goes badly, then the consequences are going to be pretty extreme. Uh, There's a movie that I think it's already out about this guy who walks a tightrope between buildings. I, in general, would say that was probably not a great choice to get into as a hobby. And I'm sure, because it was based on a true story and everything, and this guy just loved doing the tightrope walking between buildings. And, you know, it's like, okay, that is a choice. And I would not make it for me. Not in a really, you know, not in this lifetime or probably several others. But does that mean it's a wrong choice? 
well, it does incur risk. It does have some pretty serious consequences if it does not go well. And it's his choice. It's his path. It's his life. It's his passion. And while it can sometimes be really, really hard to watch somebody embrace a passion, especially if it's one that you don't really agree with, but allow that they have the right to do that. You know, if if it's not something that that is hurtful to others, because then it's like, okay, your choice is your choice, but your choice doesn't have to impact others. Your choice doesn't get to override the will of other people's choices. So if it's a choice just straight for you, okay. You know, I can I can hold that space and I can wish you well and I can be nervous about it for you and I will defend your right to choose for yourself. And in a world where it seems that our choices sometimes are more limited than others, and, you know, we talk about our constitutional freedoms and freedom of speech and, you know, freedom to bear arms and freedom to arm bears or, you know, wherever it, whatever it is, you know, freedom of the press, freedom of religion. We live in, amaz- in an amazing country where all of this stuff is written in. And everything has light and shadow. And sometimes, you know, freedoms aren't quite as free as we would like. But if we can find a neutral ground where we can all reasonably play nice, my theory always was it's not as much that if everybody was happy, but if everybody was equally unhappy with the outcome, then you've got something that's neutral. If everybody's saying, well, you know, I'll go along with it, but that I don't like or that I don't like. It's like, you know what, if everybody's got a little bit of something that they're not getting all of what they want, you have found that neutral place. And when we deal with folks who are trying, you know, like I said, it may even be really, really well-intentioned, and they're saying, you know what, you do not get to be responsible for your choices. I will be responsible for your choices. And this is really, really hard especially, you know, if you have a strong feeling about someone's choice. And um, recently, I had a very strong reaction to something that someone posted because I felt that it was, you know, it had placed them at risk. And I was wrong. I jumped on them. And I said, you know, it's like, you know what, you really shouldn't have done this and you worried me and all of that other stuff. And when I thought about it later on, I realized I had no right to do that. I could express, you know what, I really have questions about this and I care so much about you and I have concerns about it, but it was not my right to come from a place of, no, you don't get to do this and, you know, that person is listening, and so I want to say, hey, I'm sorry. It was not my choice. It was not my right to interfere with your choices. And, you know, I I hope that you can find it within yourself to forgive me. And, you know, and it can be well-meaning. It can be that in that moment you may believe you know better than that person. And it's not saying that it's not true. 
what it is, it's not so much about what people choose to do, it's why they choose to do it. And if somebody feels called, if somebody feels, you know, okay, and if they're if they're like totally, hey, you know, this is a good thing, then is it really anybody's job to rain on that parade? Is it really anybody's job to point out all the things that could go wrong? Because, yeah, a lot can go wrong, but a lot can go right. There was a point a few years ago that... I chose for spiritual reasons that I was going to, it it was sort of a year of really connecting with each of the elements. And I needed to connect with the element of air. And so I got it into my head that I was going to skydive. And it was, you know, a tandem thing strapped to a perfectly, you know, reasonable stranger and fling yourself out of an airplane at 10,000 feet. And I specifically did not tell anyone that I was planning on doing it. The reason I didn't tell anyone I was planning on doing it was I didn't want to hear about all the bad things that could happen if I did it. And it's sort of like when you're pregnant and suddenly everybody wants the worst stories of labor experiences. It's like that's not helpful. And, yes, I was taking a risk. Yes, a lot of things could have happened. But what I received from it was so powerful that it, it, it allowed me to expand my consciousness on a level that I had not been able to experience and that I would not have experienced had it not been for taking that risk. And... It is so important that when people feel really strongly, if you feel really strongly that a certain choice is right for you, you've got to see it through. You've got to take it where you can take it, and you need to be able to have a support system that's going to help you do that. If you know somebody is going to come off really negatively about it, keep in mind you should always consider what all the consequences are to an action. And if you don't know what the consequences could be, you really should find out before you do it. And if you've taken everything into consideration, if you have a fairly clear idea about as many variables that could affect the outcome as possible, and if you are willing to risk it, you know, there's an old saying, never gamble more than you're willing to lose. And that was jumping out of a plane is a fairly large gamble. And I was willing to take that gamble because there was something in my spirit that told me, no, you need to do this because you're going to get a gift out of this that is going to be amazing. Now, if I had to explain that to people, it's like, well, my spirit is telling me I need to jump out of a plane. I'm sure the responses would have been pretty intense, especially among my family members. And it was important to me it was important enough that I would have done it anyway, but I would have gone into it with the the negative chatter in the back of my head, you know, as opposed to being able to step into this, you know what, I'm taking my leap of faith. And, oh, my goodness, the phrase leap of faith is never so powerful as when you're rolling out of an airplane. 
and, you know, you're, you look up and you see the airplane moving away from you and you're out in the air and you're going, wow, I really hope this was not a bad idea. But I made it through. It was amazing. It was wonderful. I didn't get sick. That was a good thing. <laughs> and it allowed me to trust myself more. It allowed me to trust that voice inside of me saying, hey, you know, you're going to step up in a big way, and these are the things that you're going to be doing to set that into motion. If you knew that you could not make a wrong decision, that every decision that you were going to make was a right decision, what kind of stuff would you do? What would you go out and and embrace? Who would you go out and embrace? You know, what job would you have? What school would you go to? If you knew that every choice you had was going to lead you exactly where you needed to be. Now, sometimes we can make a choice and the immediate reaction is not what we want and not what we expect. But then you take a look at it in the long run there have been so many cases in my life where I look back and I think that, oh, I was really disappointed at that outcome. But after time, I realized that the outcome I didn't want was the outcome I needed. And that I gained more by not getting what I wanted in that moment than I ever would have gained if I had gotten what I wanted. So by letting yourself accept that, you know what, even if it doesn't come out exactly the way I planned, that there's something very cool about the possibilities. Believe in the possibilities because that's the first step of making a dream reality. You think it, I mean, and it may just start off with a, wouldn't it be cool if, and if we think about, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could do this? Or wouldn't it be cool if I could do that? Or wouldn't it be cool if I could go to this place? My suggestion is, say, you know what? I am going to do this. Because once you set in your mind that you are going to do it, then it just becomes a question of how. Then it becomes logistics. It's like, well, if I already know I'm going to do this, what do I need to make this happen? And this applies to, you know, your spiritual life. This applies to your everyday life. This applies to your health. Because if you decide that you want to have a, you know, you want to have a particular way of being, um if you decide that you're going to go with whatever it is that you want to go with, you know, you want to be able to run marathons, that you want to be able to step out into life and to do things that you would like to do, accept that you're going to do it, then figure out how. And if you don't know how, figure out who would know how. And it is, you know, it, it, it is as simple and as complex as that. And it is 
as interesting and as challenging as that. And, you know, it, it just is, life is infinite possibilities. So speaking of possibilities, uh, we have, um, let's see, and what is your name? We have Julie, who has called in. Hi, is this Julie? It is. How are you? (laughs) I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I've had better um, days, but I'm okay. (laughs) Oh, well, my dad used to say any day on this side of the lawn is a good one. (laughs) So, uh, what's going on? It looks like you've been on leave and you're wondering if you're going to be fired. Why do you think you'd be fired? Uh, well, actually, I work for the uh, for the Air Force Base for the Department of Defense, and I mm-hmm. am a union leader and a very strong union leader. Um, they actually fired me um, a couple years ago mm-hmm. in retaliation for that, which is illegal, so I got my job back. Um, cool. And I was there for 10 months, and they drummed up some more charges that are just ridiculous and sent me on home duty. Um, well, I I just have a bad feeling that when I call in on Monday, they're going to say, oh, come in, we have some papers for you. And mm-hmm. I just I just can't go through this again. I mean, it was horrible when I was unemployed and fighting the last time. I almost lost my house. Um, I was mm-hmm. so depressed. I couldn't afford my medication, and that's kind of high up there on the dollar. Mm-hmm amount these days oh yeah and yeah i just thought you know maybe there's somebody who has some really good intuition that could say you know what take a breath it's not going to happen this week or next week or say you know what it's going to happen so you just better take a breath and and head forward i don't know so i found you online and i'm oh. calling in <laughs> okay well, I'm I'm glad you're calling in. Um, I'm sorry things have been hard for you, and you know, and it, it's especially tough when you know you're starting a new year, and it's like, okay, you know, why is why is this like so stressful and tense? So I will take you tell you to take a nice deep breath, and I'd like to ask you, um, what would be the bad thing other than other than the financial pieces what would be the bad thing about not working there well um i'm a nurse and this mm-hmm. very recent attempt they sent me home and said that i was incompetent because of xyz and they were going to report me to the nursing board and to the state or to the national nursing board and despite the fact that and I did get an attorney to try to fight those allegations. And, I mean, the days that supposedly I did things wrong, I wasn't even working. I wasn't there that day. You know, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like, and they're going, oh, you're guilty anyway, you're guilty anyway. So they have successfully reported me now to the nursing board, and I have to fight that battle, which is financial, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. But I can't get another nursing job while I have an open thing at the state board. And okay. So basically, I can't be a nurse, and being a nurse is half of my existence. My other half is I'm a mom. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's who I am. I'm a mom and I'm a nurse. 
And how old are your kids? Um, I have one child. She's fourteen. Um, oh, and just the sweetest, sweetest thing in the world. But you know, when this happened, oh wow, last a sweet fourteen-year-old. <laughs> I do. I've been telling her for years. I said to just remember when you turn evil and don't like me. I always love you. And she <laughs> she hasn't turned evil on me. She still gives me kisses all the time. And, I mean, I just, it's amazing. Oh. She's a wonderful so, girl. And, yeah. And, and you know, it sounds like she's real supportive of you. You know, I, well, I get a very strong spiritual agreement between the two of you. Yeah, we're kind of one, that's for sure. Um, yeah. They said that she was... Um, she had some autism things, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm not really seeing that. Um, but you know, she hasn't she hasn't grown up as quickly as other teenagers. Let me tell yeah. you that. <laughs> well, and in many cultures around the world, children who are born, you know, and and I've I've had this talk with a lot of parents of autistic children that in many cultures it was believed that that child was touched by God. And, you know, their advice would actually be be sought. And they would be treated as precious and sacred because it was believed that they connected with God as, you know, as they were forming to come into this world. And that's why they came into this world. So, you know, the idea is that, you know, I would love to live in a world where... You know, children, in whatever way that they come, that they're viewed as sacred. And especially children who have a very special connection, because I've found that autistic children tend to be very psychic. They tend to be very empathic. And for some reason, there seems to be a common theme of an attraction toward Egyptian types of of art and, and things like that. So, you know, it's, I mean, you know, bless your heart and bless hers. Because she is yeah. a special being in this world. Yeah. Special beings are only given to very special parents. Oh well, she's about as special as they come. I don't know. I might have just yeah. gotten lucky um, because she's really wonderful. But when this happened the last time, although I tried to keep mm-hmm. myself together, at least around her, she felt it. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. Grade started well, falling. Well, you have to be authentic. She, yeah. Yeah. You, you have I mean, to be authentic. And as far as your work situation, um, actually what I get is that this situation really doesn't serve you. That, you know, I mean, financially it allows you a level of financial security, but there is something that it, it's it's not letting you really, you know, for lack of a better term, be all you can be. And it's it's bringing stuff up in you. If If it were a situation of you leaving, you know, you getting fired, having to leave that job, I really don't get that that's a bad thing. I get that that is actually a doorway that is going to be opening for you to allow you to become a healer at a higher level without the restrictions. And and now, are you in the Air Force or Um, or you're like a civilian working with them? I'm a civilian worker, yeah. Okay. And with yeah. everything they've done to me, I can't see me going back there either. But yeah, I I'm also 
so emotionally trashed. I mean, they've beat me down. That that movie, Full yeah. Metal Jacket. I can see how yeah. they drove that kid crazy because it's just it was just hours a day of just belittling and you know ordering me to sit yeah. and shaking their finger in my face. And I mean, they're just freaks. But I can't go out and yeah, so, job right now. I can't well, get a nursing job. I, and that's you what. where my passion is. Tell you what, Julie, I want you to hold on. And and I'm going to be, um, we're going to, we got to tie up the show, but I'm going to be calling you back, okay? It, would it be okay for me to call you back after the show? Sure. Do you have my phone number? Uh, yes, the, the phone number's list up here. If not, oh. you, can, you can take it and, and type it into the chat room or something or um <laughs> Don't so, announce it but to all hold, of your listening hold public. Hold on, okay? Because I, I, <laughs> I want to continue this conversation with you. Because, okay. you know, I think that there's some stuff that I've got that can help you. So hold on, all right? Okay, so um, choices. Remember, you can't get it wrong. It may seem that you don't get the outcome you want, but that doesn't mean you got it wrong. Every choice leads us to more choices. And as long as we're willing to take control of that, as long as we're willing to own it, and as long as we're willing to accept that everything is going to lead us further along our path in life, in spirit, in in whatever it is we want, not so bad. So trust yourself because maybe that's the whole point of what you need to learn. So thank you for listening in, and uh, I will be back next week. And um, I hope everyone has a wonderful, balanced, blessed time in life. And just be happy and let go what you don't need to hold on to because it doesn't serve. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. See you next time. Now, who is, okay, two, three, okay, so, okay, um,